When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the worst girl gang ever. We are proudly sponsored by Tea Pigs. Nothing quite beats sitting down with your mates to have a good chat over a cuppa. Whether your brew of choice is an English breakfast, an Earl Grey, or something herbal, Tea Pigs have got you well and truly covered. My go to is definitely the lemon and ginger. I love the Earl Grey, but I also love the fancy pants, herbal ones they do as well. Ooh. A few of the things we love about tea pigs are that they only use the best quality tea leaves, herbs and spices in their blends. Their tea packaging is all plant-based and plastic-free and they are a proud bee corporation and give back to tea-growing communities in Rwanda through on-pack donations. Pretty awesome, huh? Mm-hmm. So if you've been meaning to give them a try, now is the time, as they are offering you 20% off at tpigs.co.uk with the code GIRLGANG20. Go ahead and treat yourself and you can thank us later. Go on, get yourself a brew. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Worst Girl Gang Ever. Today, we are joined in the studio. Only kidding. No, starting to panic then. And then I heard the the tumbleweed. <laughs> it's just us. But it's a bit of a different one today, isn't it? Because this is not for, it's not specifically for our community that we love so dearly. It's for the families and friends of anyone who wants to support someone who's going through baby loss, miscarriage, yeah. stillbirth, anything like that. It's, it's, it's an information podcast. Yeah, what we really hope is that not only will you guys will obviously listen to this and you'll be going yes oh my god I get that that happens with me and I wish my friends and family knew about it the hope is that we can create something here for you to be able to forward on to them so we are not gonna waffle on forever we probably won't do any singing um which you're probably pleased to know but why not short and sweet and have it nicely packaged up for you to send to everybody that you love and that loves you and that wants to support you but doesn't know how yeah and that's the key isn't it because that's that's what we're addressing is that it's not the fault of other people that they don't know how and no they don't mean to and actually if anyone if if you're listening to this and you are a friend or family member well done that's like amazing for the fact that you are listening to this and it means that you are one of the people that perhaps is worried about saying the wrong thing so you don't say anything or is so 
challenged by seeing someone in pain that you do try and make it better because I think that's a very human instinct is to see someone especially someone that you love and care about when you see them in pain you will say anything to try and alleviate some of that pain yeah yeah please know though we're not telling you off or it's not criticism no not at all because if we're completely honest with ourselves we've all said things that in theory shouldn't be said or that are, are difficult to hear when we've not known what to say before we were in this community and before we'd gone through these experiences we would have done exactly the same thing so mm. this is not about us telling you off it is just giving you the tools to be able to support your loved one yeah I was thinking about this earlier as well because the you know the, the key phrases that we say start with at least at least you know you can get pregnant at least you've already got kids at, at least, least it was early. Young, at least it was early. All these things. And I was thinking about it today. When, if you're with a, a, a child, oh, yeah, you you guys probably don't know this, but I, I do go off on my analogies, right? But, <laughs> but here's one. If you're out with a child, right, and the child drops their ice cream and they're devastated, you would just say, oh, don't worry, we'll get you a new one. We'll get you a new one. Because mm. your human instinct is just to fix the problem, isn't it? Just to yeah. make it better. Just to alleviate that, that, um, that the, the sadness that mm -hmm. is felt. And I think this is, in some ways, it's no different. That's all we are, is just children. Just seen as children wanting to be made better. And it's okay, don't worry. You know, you can get pregnant again. You can try again. Yeah. At least it was early. At least it was this. At least it was that. But actually, <clears throat> what that does is invalidates the situation, the experience, and the fact that we've had a baby. And we the way that we view our baby is perhaps different to the way that others view the baby. Yeah, completely. I mean, the 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 real deep grief and sadness that goes alongside miscarriage can't really be understood unless you've been through it yourselves. Mm. It's a really difficult one to to explain. Like when when you lose a loved one, when someone you know dies, you have all of these memories. Uh, we say grief is love, but packaged differently. Packaged differently. Exactly. Yeah. So when someone you love dies, you still love them. And it's and and it's the love that you had for them that makes the grief difficult to deal with. When you've never met this little being that you had all these hopes and dreams for in the future, it's it's really difficult to understand that the, the grief is really deep and it's real, but it's it can't be seen by the other people around you because you haven't mm. got those memories, you haven't got those experiences. It's all it's all in your head but it's not made yes. up because you felt it yeah absolutely and I think that's it it's it's you, you do in a way you have these memories but they've not yet been made so mm. you have this life that has not yet come earth side if you like yeah that you're grieving for and you're grieving for what could have been which is so challenging because you can't quantify it you can't say do you remember that time that we went to this place? And Because in your yeah. head you're saying, <clears throat> do you remember that time that I planned that we would do this? And do you remember that time that I chose your name that you will yeah. never have and I will never hear? And that grief is so traumatic and deep when you go through it. But to other people, because it's all been in your head, 
you haven't necessarily voiced it to anyone. You haven't, you know, from the moment that we become pregnant, from the moment that we find out that we're pregnant, we see that positive pregnancy test. We started creating a life for us, yeah. for uh, for us and our child, that then is ripped out from under our feet when yeah. at the point that we discover that we're that we've lost the baby. Exactly, and when someone says, "At least," it makes you think oh okay oh fair enough okay I, I guess at least at least it was early so does that mean does that mean I can't be sad about it does that mean yeah. that I don't have a right to grieve and what we need from you guys from our family and friends is acknowledgement because that provides us with the validation that our grief is is warranted it's not mm. in our heads we felt mm. that and we're and we're struggling with it and for people to try and make us feel better then yeah it invalidates it we say that a lot sorry we do say invalidates. that a lot but it's I think it's because and I felt it myself when I when I had my loss um last year it felt because no one talks about it and this this whole topic is a is a topic that's been shrouded in in silence and sort of misplaced shame for decades and because of that fact and no one talks about it I started feeling that I was my grief was disproportionate to my experience. Yeah. So I started feeling that I wasn't coping and that I wasn't normal. And that's why I wrote about it. Because I thought if if I feel like this, must must be someone else does. It yeah. I can't be. I'm not, you know, I'm nothing special. Do you know what I mean? I mean I am a very, very special. Clearly. But in terms of uh, in terms of this experience, I'm not on my own. And and I and in my heart I knew that I wasn't on my own, but I just didn't know where everyone else was. But the trouble is, I think because because it's a grief that is not understood by by others, it's a grief that is also kind of we're scared of of voicing and and getting out there. So often when people say to us, like the the big one for me is at least you've already got kids because I have, and I have fully said like, yeah, yeah, no, I know, I'm really lucky. When actually all I want, and I remember it was my counsellor that was the first person that said it to me. Um, she said, gosh, you must be in so much pain. Mm. And that was just like, yes, I am. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's normal. That's that's someone someone's realized, someone, someone has seen the pain that I am in and they've acknowledged it. And it was so affirming to hear yeah. that. I mean, I used to say these things to myself to try and justify to try and stop myself feeling so sad and make make the situation seem a little bit easier to deal with I used to people would say oh well you know at least it wasn't a real baby and I'd be like yeah 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 true true at least it wasn't a real baby and inside I'm thinking oh my god but that was going to be my real baby yeah it's it's really heartbreaking but also the another thing that makes it even more difficult to deal with is that it's not a linear experience the the grief that you experience after baby loss is not something that on day one you feel absolutely horrendous and on day 15 you feel slightly less horrendous and no. on day 20 you feel okay again just for example because day five you might feel like okay yeah I'm getting to I'm coming to terms with this day 25 you might feel like absolute piece of shit again yeah and that's challenging as well to to kind of to bear with someone when they are on such a roller coaster yeah I think on the whole obviously time it does get easier with time mm. but yeah I mean anything can trigger that tidal wave of emotions can't it yeah like, you know 
just even seeing someone with a baby or a, a pregnancy announcement mm. or getting to your due date or what, what would have been your due yeah. date. Um, I guess what we need from people is a little bit of patience and understanding that there might be times when we need to step back or not be as involved with your baby shower or you know family gatherings that involve all of the cute little people in life yeah patience and understanding I think are really important yeah definitely because we will feel bad about it as well that's the thing Mm -hmm. if we're avoiding baby showers in the back of our minds like I'm a shit friend I'm not even going to a baby shower I can't I don't know what to do she's gonna hate me they're all the feelings that are genuinely going around our heads but what you what you might hear is Laura doesn't care about me enough to come to my baby shower. And that is absolutely not the case. What yeah. is going on in Laura's head, for example, is this is going I know that this is going to trigger me. I know I'm going to come home and cry. I know it's going to take me weeks to get over. I am really not in a good place right now. I know that I'm going to have to put this brave face on. I'm thinking that other people at this baby shower might be feeling sorry for me. I don't want their pity. And all this stuff churns around and around. You overthink everything to the absolute maximum degree. And it's the same with pregnancy announcement on Facebook. You start thinking, oh, shit, I, this is a friend of mine. I should write something. I should, I should write something um, about, and, and then you start thinking, oh, I bet so-and-so has noticed that I haven't written something yet mm. because they know that, you know, and this, this overthinking. Paranoia really as well. It's yeah, like, complete paranoia. You become paranoid. Yeah. So I guess what we need from people in these situations is to sort of check in with us, to have this, this conversation. So if you love someone who is going through miscarriage or has been through miscarriage, then we need there to be some sort of dialogue saying nothing is by far worse than saying the wrong thing Mm. so we reckon that if you are a family member or friend and you're listening to this that person who sent you this podcast obviously wants to get talking about this wants you to have some sort of understanding of how they're feeling so you could start off by just saying, yeah, thanks for sending that to me. I listened to it. And, you know, how are you feeling? Saying on that podcast that it might be difficult to hear pregnancy announcements or to go to baby showers, for example. So just get the conversation started. You could even open up with, I can't believe that you've listened to more than one of that podcast. Right. Because it's an absolute (laughs) pile of shite. (laughs) It is actually, actually an award award winning pile of shite. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're new round here, it is award winning. Kind of a big deal. <laughs> um, no, lols. Um, yeah, but that's absolutely a conversation starter. I'm I'm here to talk. If if you want to talk, if and when yeah. you're ready to talk, and then if they don't reply, don't take it personally. Yeah. If they reply a week later, that's fine too. You know, and 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 then if they don't reply, don't be afraid of sending them another one. A week later and just saying no need to reply just wanted you to know that I'm here when when you need yeah. and if you can do that every couple of weeks and something that and another thing I think is so good is if you can jot down any important dates and contact that person on those dates oh due date. my god I've got a friend who is so so thoughtful and she would she she just messaged she knows I don't I don't know some half the time I think I don't ever remember telling you that but she just knows and she messages me on every single significant date and it's so lovely mm. 
to know that someone else cares about that baby. Yeah. And they acknowledge how freaking awful it is. Yeah. I mean, another good thing to say, like when someone is going, has just been through a loss, to say, I'm sorry, it's shit. It's shit. Bring wine, Bring wine. or chocolate or insert other... Insert treat. Yeah. Um, but another thing that is really lovely to hear from someone when you've just been through a loss is, again, I'm really sorry. I know how much you wanted that baby. I know I know what that baby meant to you. Mm. Just really sort of shows the significance of what you're going through. Yeah. Because, yeah, because all these at least comments sort of just brushes everything under the under the c- carpet. Is that mm-hmm. the right phrase? Yeah, mate. Table? <laughs> Carpet? Carpet. Just brushes Ooh, things away into the bit. I'm so, yeah, it has been a long day. <laughs> but to receive that validation, you must be going through hell. I'm so sorry. I'm here for you. I know how much this meant to you. Um, I want to understand what you're going through. All of these things just show this this level of care that we know that you feel yeah. but we also know you don't know how to express and the thing yeah. is we're in such a mess that we're maybe not in a place to tell you what we need from you we expect you to know you, uh, like honestly in this in this in your situation in the situation of family and friends in so many ways you know you're you're buggered if you do and you're buggered if you don't because completely there is no right way but what there is is a, a sort of the best way and that is just to say I'm here I've got you you've got this I've got you yeah we're gonna acknowledgement, be acknowledgement okay. validation love and kindness yeah and also if you if you are listening to this and you're thinking and you're trying for a baby yourself or you're you're perhaps pregnant yourself and you don't know how to broach that then we've got advice for that as well so that is best with a text wouldn't you say Laura uh, yeah, I would say uh, for me personally, but what I would do if I was you, if I was this family member or friend, I would ask that person. I would say, hey, look, I know this is going to be difficult. I'm starting to try to have a baby. Um, and I understand that this is like a big trigger for you. If it happens, how do you want me to tell you? Mm. Because, I mean, although both of us and lots of other people would say that text message is the easiest way, not necessarily right for everyone. No, but then also I do understand that lots and lots of people don't want to share that they're trying for a baby. Yeah. So if they, if you are one of those people who doesn't want to share that they're trying for a baby, I would say the best way is to give someone the text so they have time to read it, digest yeah. it. I think before Get it's angry announced, and sad and... exactly before you announce it on social media, just message them and say, "Look, I'm going to be announcing this. I know it's going to be hard for you to hear. I wanted to give you the heads up because because I, I understand all that you've been through and how difficult it must be to to hear this sort of news. Mm. Don't hide it from them because you think that they're going to get upset. They're going to find out sooner or later. I think as long as there's kindness and it comes from a good place. That's the most important thing. Lots of people who don't say anything, they do it because they don't want to upset the the person who's had the baby loss. But the trouble is when you don't say anything, it makes us feel like it's not important enough for for you to mention or um, 
you don't care enough. And that's obviously, we know that's not true really, but that's just the way our mindset is. That's just yeah. the way we feel. Because um, don't forget, we've got a flipping truckload of hormones going on as well. Yeah. Another thing that we haven't spoken about, which we should touch on, is that we all have partners, presumably, most people who are having a baby. And we find it hard, but we just want to remind you that they'll also be going through the shit as well. Yeah. And sometimes as a couple, we find it hard to support each other because we're going through our own turmoil. So to have the people that love us to support us both at those times is really, really important. Yeah, because also they, a lot of, of this is generalising, obviously, but a lot of men feel like you very. Do I do that a lot? <laughs> at least I already always say when I'm going to. Yeah, you um, do. You always start it with. Well, this is a bit of a generalisation. This is, is generalising. But a lot of men feel so much like they need to be strong for their partner who is mm. physically um, experiencing the loss. They almost don't let their barriers down, which yeah. can manifest in sort of worse things later on down the line. But oh, just an aside, you know, just a text saying, oh, mate, I don't know why I went into like, lad, lad then. Oh, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. Oh, mate. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I know that, you know, this is a, a shit show for you as well. And I'm here for you too. Yeah, I think it's men find it difficult because they, they're very good at fixing things, most, most of them anyway. And, but this can't be fixed. And they will feel absolutely powerless. They'll be grieving themselves, but also be trying to look after someone else who, let's face it, like you said, hormones all over the place. Mm. So even if it's just getting them out for a walk, walk the dog or go for a quick beer, like when it's not lockdown hell, just to know that someone's there and that someone acknowledges their pain as well. Or a glass of Chardonnay. If, uh, <laughs> if I, feel like Laura, I feel like Laura was generalising a bit there. <laughs> <laughs> with her beer. I've remembered also what I was going to say earlier um, was that you, when you say nothing because you don't want to upset us, like we think about it all the time. There is not any time that we are not thinking about what's happened, you know, especially yeah. in the early days. Don't so think, oh, I don't, don't want to bring it up. Yeah, I don't want it's to bring there. it up. I don't want to remind them yeah. because it's always there. It's always, always there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was what I was going to say earlier. Yeah, so that's it really, in a nutshell. That's it, in a nutshell. Say something rather than nothing. Say something, I'm giving oh, up God. on you. Oh, no, that's the wrong message. Oh. No, yeah, don't say that. Don't say that. Um, say something. Say wine. something. Say something. Anything. That's a better. That's a better message, but not better singing. Apologies. Mm. Uh, bring Validation, cho- chocolate treats. Be kind and be patient, please. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, now that you've said it in a list, it sounds like quite a lot. Quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. sells guys. Very demanding. So but I. you know what even if you can do a couple of those things yeah. and even honestly the fact that you're here listening to this means the world to the person yeah. who sent you here honestly it really really does and obviously if you want any questions answered then drop us a dm we're or an email because we're always happy to kind of help you out if you're stuck with what to say or how to say it or anything like Defo. that and we do post an awful lot of things on Instagram that are really helpful if you want to learn a bit more and there are loads of podcasts so 
maybe ask the person that sent you here if there are any others, if you're not too bored of us, um, if there are any others that relate to how they felt or the experiences that they went through. If you, yeah, if you wanted to, to learn a bit more. They're not all really depressing, promise. No, they are actually, you know, some that are quite funny. Yeah. You'll be sad to know that that's it from us. That's all we've got to say on the matter. No, yeah. we've got loads to say on the matter, but we've kept it short and sweet so you don't get yeah. bored. And um, we, I, I don't think there's been much repetition, but if there has, Soz. All right, guys, anyway, well, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Bye. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. And please, please, when you have a second, rate us, review us and share us. And let's get this taboo smashed. See you next week. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.